This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight, my job is to introduce you to the four archetypes for healing. Now, why is this important? Why should you care about your archetypes? Archetypes are kind of like these deep computer programs that are running in the background all the time. They are behind all of your behaviors, they are behind all of your beliefs, and they are vital to growth and functioning. And because they are everywhere and because they are beneath the surface, we tend to not pay attention to them. And when we don't pay attention to them, they can start to run the show. And so, of course, awareness is always the first step. Your archetypes play valuable roles in your life. They are part of your work life. They are part of your relationships, your spirituality, your finances, your values, and your highest potential. And so not knowing how to work with them kind of leaves you stumbling around in the dark. Because they are the foundation for your personality, because they are the foundations for your drives, for your feelings, for your beliefs, it's important to learn to start to recognize the patterns. Oftentimes we try to ignore things, we try to rationalize things, but when you learn to work with your archetypes, you start to tap into the power that is contained within them. So what exactly is an archetype? Now, according to Carl Jung, the psychologist, they are patterns of thoughts and beliefs that are stored in the collective unconscious. What does that mean? So we know that we have a conscious mind, that's your thinky-thinky self. We have an unconscious mind, that's your feeling self, that's the part where we like to hide all the stuff we don't like about ourselves and also where our greatest potential lives because the universe definitely has a sense of humor. Now we also have our unconscious mind can connect to that of the larger society and this is what Jung considered to be the collective unconscious. These are the themes that are present everywhere in life. They're found in fairy tales, they're found in myths, in psychology. It's why no matter what culture you study, no matter what time in history and no matter what language, there are common themes that tend to be expressed. So archetypes are kind of like templates. I like to think of it that way. So if I were to say to you, oh my gosh, I was at a party and I met this guy and he's such a jock. Without me saying anything else about him, you probably have a good idea of the template of what he fits into, right? Probably good looking, probably athletic, maybe not so smart. That's the archetype of the jock. And so we have these patterns that are running. There's the archetype of the mother, someone who is all knowing, all loving, all wise. We have the archetype of the healer, it's one that a lot of us in circle tend to affiliate ourselves with. And there are dozens and dozens of different archetypes. We work with them throughout our lifetime, but there are four that are connected directly to our survival. And those are the ones I want to cover tonight. But first, let's look at some of the different archetypes that are pretty common in pop culture. Because once you see the patterns, you can't unsee the patterns. My three favorite archetypes that you'll notice regularly is the reluctant hero. You will see that in movies like The Matrix, like Lord of the Rings, like Harry Potter. Someone who's a nobody, who never believed they were special, suddenly gains the power of the universe and it's put in their hands. And they go from zero to hero. It's literally a catchphrase. And that's the archetype of the reluctant hero. 
There's the archetype of the underdog. I always joke every time my husband and I are watching a sports movie, I'm like, is this the one where the underdog comes up from behind and wins? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, because that's every sports movie. They're all based on a lot of them. Most of them are based on the underdog archetype. And so it follows this pattern. There's the wallflower archetype present in pretty much every romantic comedy. No one saw her. She was invisible until he walked in the room and a spotlight was on her. And suddenly someone saw her and her beauty came forth. We see these in, in lots of fairy tales. There's the evil stepmother. There's the queen. There's the princess. There's the damsel in distress. And so archetypes, these templates for behavior, these templates for thought, are everywhere in our society. And according to Young, they are everywhere because they're in us as well. Now, something important to remember is that archetypes are neutral. It is really easy when you start to learn about the ones that you can use for healing to start to label them as good and bad. The victim archetype is bad. The healer is good. The judge and the witch are bad, but the, the hero is good. The warrior is good. The truth is that all archetypes are neutral. They're just templates. It is what we make of them, how we use them, how we label them that makes us perceive them as good or bad, but they are neither. Each one has a positive manifestation and each one has a shadow manifestation. For example, the queen archetype. The queen archetype is about asserting your power. It's about taking charge of situations, delegating authority. It's about acting with benevolence. But in shadow, the queen may run around barking orders at everyone, making impossible demands and may cut off their head. Now, according to Carolyn Mace, who is a five-time best-selling author, world-renowned leader in human consciousness and thought and energy and healing, she says that we work with 12 major themes or archetypes in our lifetime. But there are four of these archetypes that are universal, which means all of us work with these. And that is the child archetype, the victim archetype, the prostitute archetype, and the saboteur archetype. And these are the four archetypes that we can access and use for healing because they are permanent, because they are a part of us from birth all the way to most likely beyond, potentially. They are something that we can use on our healing path. So I want to go through these one by one so you can start to identify where they are in your life, where they are empowering you in your life, and where they are running the show in your life. So let's start with the child archetype. The child archetype is all about wonder and playfulness and unlimited imagination. When we are kids, ideally, we are taught the difference and the balance point between healthy dependence and responsibility for ourselves. We are fully dependent on our parents when we come into this world. And then through their guidance, we learn how to take responsibility for our own stuff. Kids are all about, that's not fair. This causes that. I deserve more. So the child's archetype is all about fairness and about getting what you want. When we are in the shadow side of our child archetype, this is where we find ourselves evading responsibility and instead want to be taken care of. We allow others to determine how we survive. This is the one when we are dealing with codependent patterns in our life. This is where you want other people to take care of you. You want to feel like the child in your relationships. You want to be treated not in an equal partnership, but as a mother-child or father-child relationship. And that sets up nasty power dynamics, which can lead to very unwanted side effects. And so when we recognize these patterns, and because an archetype is a template, these patterns tend to be recurring in our life. 
So if you're like, every time I meet a person, I always end up fill in the blank, chances are your archetypes are in, at least partly in shadow and the child one is one to look at. We are really good at evading the ability to tap into our unlimited imagination. We are really good at letting go of wonder and playfulness. And so starting to bring these back into our life, start to bring this archetype back into the light. The second one that we can work with for healing is the victim archetype. Remembering, of course, that all archetypes are neutral. And while your finky, finky self is like, ooh, victim bad, the victim archetype is actually all about your personal power. It is the guardian of your self-esteem and your self-worth. And it is meant to teach you how to develop honesty, how to develop integrity, how to develop courage and self-respect. Your victim archetype is about giving you the opportunity to become a powerful co-creator in your life. Unfortunately, when we have our archetype, our victim archetype and the shadow side, this is where we start to use sympathy to manipulate others, to get our needs met through passive aggressive means. This is where we start to blame other people for our life circumstances, where we are, everything happens to us. People make us do things. That person made me angry. And what's interesting, just a little nerdy fact, there is no biological mechanism in your body by which someone else's words can directly cause you to feel anything. Like there's no receptors on your cells for other people's words. You have to be involved in that dynamic. You have to choose to accept their words as truth first. And so when we have our victim archetype in shadow, we are waiting to be rescued. And this keeps us locked in a pattern of drama with a capital D. And again, holla. <laughs> I hated the fact I was told that if I lay in a tower, some prince would come and rescue me. Every movie told me that and I believed it and I was very sad that no one came to rescue me and that I had to actually do my own work and many an anger recession has been spent punching the pillows that I didn't get my thing. I'm like, I grew my hair and everything. Where's my prince? Right? So when we're in the victim archetype, we are in the woe is me dynamic. We are running that pattern in our life where something happens and we instantly go into why? Why is it always me? If you have that thought in your head, you likely have some of your victim archetype in the shadow side. And remember, this is neutral. This is not about judgment. This is about knowing. So we can identify the patterns so that we can then break the patterns. The prostitute archetype. This one's a little bit misunderstood. We tend to think it's about sex, but it's actually not. Prostitutes sell their body. They sell themselves. And so the prostitute archetype is all about asking, how can you be bought? Where are you willing to sell yourself out? Where are you willing to sell your power to get love, to get acceptance, to get everything? So many of us are willing to sell everything that we are just to get someone else to see us, someone else to tell us what we want to hear, what we won't tell ourselves. And while in shadow, the prostitute archetype is all about giving away your power and negotiating it for survival, in the light, the prostitute archetype is about faith. It's the guardian of your faith. Because when you have faith, no one can buy you. And so the prostitute archetype is a really beautiful one to work with when we know to identify its patterns in our life. And then finally, the fourth archetype for healing is the saboteur. And again, this is neutral. We like to label this one as, oh, my inner saboteur came out to get me. Kind of like that little devil on the shoulder and I was like hissing at you. The saboteur archetype is about identifying all the places in our life that we like to make excuses and we're holding ourselves back. 
How are you standing in your own way? The saboteur archetype is all about helping us develop discernment, helping us to notice where is the balance point? Where am I in balance? And where am I putting on my own blinders? Where am I doing it to myself? Kind of like those kids when you're little, like, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. That's the saboteur archetype trying to get your attention. <laughs> when the saboteur archetype is in shadow, this is where we show resistance to change. We don't want to face anything. We don't want to look. I don't want to see. I want to put on my rose-colored glasses and I want to just keep pretending all is well. This is where we can get into that spiritual bypassing. This is where we will project onto others. Where are you holding something in your shadow self that is being projected outside of you? Your saboteur archetype is all about noticing where can you take some responsibility? Where are you holding yourself back? And I think that's a really cool thing because as a coach, that's where everything begins, that awareness. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that despite the names of these archetypes, they are neutral. They are neither good nor bad. They are all important for healing and all of them give us opportunities to bring some part of us into the light. Once you understand their lessons, once you understand their gifts, they help you maintain your integrity. Remember that working with these archetypes is about identifying patterns. It's not about judgment. It's not about absolutes. It's about using this as a feedback mechanism for your journey. It's just another gauge. That's all archetypes are. They're just another gauge. Remember that transforming the shadows of these archetypes into the light is about learning to find a piece of ourself, find a facet of ourself and bring it up into the light. It's about knowing yourself. And so working with the archetypes for healing, working with these four archetypes is about getting to know different facets of yourself and not shying away from the darker bits. Everyone likes to talk about shadow work. Well, if that's on your list of to-dos in this new year, please feel free to start working with archetypes. As always, I want to remind you to decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it. It is really easy to get started with archetypes and go, oh my God, everything's in shadow. Crap. <laughs> That's okay. Remember, it's just data. This is about awareness, no judgment. Just decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that is always going to be the decision that takes you to the next step. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight, please know that you can always reach out to me through my website at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or social media. Um, what does it mean when you're talking about, you know, the archetype? What does it mean? Like you're, you're talking about it let's say victim, uh, personal power, it's, you know, the guardian of your self-esteem, but what does it mean when it's in your shadow? Your archetype when it's in the light is all about your empowerments and your growth and your healing. When it is in shadow, it has the opportunity to be those things, but it is still hidden from you. It is running in the background. It is not in your awareness enough to heal yet. And so in shadow means hidden from you. And so if you think about like a horse with blinders on, mm -hmm. that part of our archetype, when it's in shadow, it means we're walking on with blinders. We're probably thinking everyone else is to blame. We don't know that we have the power to heal. And so we may or may not be blissfully ignorant, but we are definitely in pain. So does that relate to every, any archetype at all? Yep. All archetypes have their light and their dark, their shadow parts. There's the part that is the empowering part that we can work with. When you are working with your child in the light, you are filled with wonder and imagination and endless possibilities. When we have our 
archetypes in the light, we have balance, we have awareness, we can see where we are running patterns, and we can see, okay, this is something that needs my attention. When we are operating our archetype in shadow, we will blame others, we will project onto others, and we will feel that life is unfair and we are the victim of it. And so if it's a balance point, then if I am finding that I feel like I can't take responsibility in my life, then the balance point of the child archetype is to get more imagination, more wonder, and more play in my life. So it helps you kind of find that balance point. If I know that I am selling myself, selling my beliefs to try to keep the peace, that's the prostitute archetype in shadow. We do this all the time. If you've ever people-pleased, holla! You have sold by a part of your soul to keep the peace, right? And so the opposite side of that is about bringing back faith. Faith that you can't be bought. And so the knowing the light and the dark of archetypes is to know if this is the pattern I'm identifying, what is the balance point that I need to add in to bring that part back into the light and back into balance? Would you mind providing an example of what a prostitute archetype in the light looks like? I know you said it's about having faith, but like, can you use like a like a Disney example or like something? Disney a little hasn't bit more done cost? a lot of prostitutes. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Shame <laughs> or at least on like Disney. A concrete one. <laughs> um. Okay. Have you seen the musical Kinky Boots? No. Damn it! Okay, go see Kinky Boots. One, friggin' awesome. Two, drag queens, amazing. Three, amazing. Um, okay, so oh, I'm gonna have to give you a recap of it because that's the best one I can think of. So the main character is Lola. Lola is a drag queen who performs. Lola meets the owner of a shoe factory who's trying to rebrand themselves, and so they decide to pair up and make kinky boots. But every time Lola shows up in full drag, she gets flack from the boys are supposed to scratch themselves and spit and snot on stuff kind of archetype that he came up against. And so in order to keep the peace, on one of the days, he decides to show up as not Lola, as Simon, as himself, out of drag, in a suit to you know selling yourself out showing up as who you are not because it makes others uncomfortable to be who you are this is why i love rupaul's drag race is one of my favorite shows it's the most inspiring show because they in order to step into drag they have to ask themselves questions about who they are that most of the outside of that community population we don't ask ourselves these questions we take it for granted but they have to develop an absolute faith in who they are that is unshakable and it is inspiring to see that part in the light because a lot of us hold it in shadow. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. 
During our time in Circle Together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after, I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle, C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.